0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Peter Bulmer, owner of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring issues facing today's Canadian aftermarket professionals. Sponsored by SiriusXM Canada, SiriusXM is making it possible to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to siriusxmca shops for details. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. As always, I am your host, Peter Volmer, and today I am joined by Michael Thompson, a technical information specialist at Pennzoil. Michael, thanks for coming on.
1: Hey, thank you for having me on. And actually, it is, last name is Thomas, but people say Thompson from time to time, (laughs) but no problem. And this is why you do your pre-research. I apologize about that. (laughs) That's okay. No biggie.
0: So, Michael, tell our audience uh, just a little bit about yourself, how you kind of got into the industry, what you do now, and okay. your, your role over at Penswell.
1: Okay. Well, I can tell you, I've been in the automotive industry for probably 45 years, uh, trained in uh, a couple of automotive schools uh, way back 47 years ago, ASC Master Technician, as, uh, as well as an auto body man. I've kind of been in the industry a while, uh, service advisors. Definitely done time in shops, did racing, did a lot of drag racing back in the day at the local tracks. So have been in the automotive industry per se for a long time, been with Pennzoil, Jiffy Loop International as their first uh, technical advisor to answer questions that occur in, in loop shops, no matter what it was, from transmission to differentials to coolants. And pretty much over the last several years, been part of the technical information team for Shell, Penzole, and Quaker State. So when someone have any questions pertaining to, I need oil for a Model A or a 1970 Roadrunner with a 440 or a Massey Ferguson tractor, our technical uh, line is called the, the TIC, Technical Information Center where we pretty much answer questions from around the world, from loop shops, auto parts, regular customers, performance teams, you name it. That's what I do per se and uh, one of my enjoyments in our group that we have. So that's what I do today, but definitely been in the automotive scene a long, long time.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it with your drag racing and all that kind of performance focused stuff have you spent any time over at SEMA?
1: i just left las vegas on friday morning yeah i've
0: I've been asleep ever since basically
1: yes so uh that's heaven you know that is heaven when it comes to the automotive enthusiasts and car crazy people so yes then the SEMA. uh I can't even think, maybe 12 or 13, 14. Who knows? The time has been been uh, flying by. And I'm just so glad being part of SEMA and, and Apex, the Apex part of it. I'm so glad it's back uh, this year because, you know, no one was there last year due to the pandemic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It was kind of mind boggling to see people out in public again, yes. kind of look, trying together doing business. It was really neat. It really
1: was. It really, it was, it was great. Definitely. So, yes. There on the scene. Love it. Love it.
0: (laughs) Me too. Me too. Now, Michael, I know off-air we are chatting a little bit. You're bragging to me about living in Houston, the warm weather. (laughs) For our northern listeners, what are some important things techs need to keep in mind about winter maintenance, particularly as it comes to well, not only just general maintenance, but you know, motor oil changes and all that.
1: Okay, very good, because I have not always been down here in the hot air of Houston. I grew up with snow up to my belly button growing up on the East Coast. So we have been into some cold weather and what you had to do and get prepared before the winter time come. So see, so, you know, we can do the standard, what you, you know, the regular maintenance, the preventive maintenance that I used to do at a couple of shops I was working in. Number one, we, you know, we can go straight to washer fluid. You may have to make sure you have that, especially the type that can deal with some low, low temperatures. Antifreeze, have to check the antifreeze, make sure that level is up to par and and have the mechanic check the Pacific gravity, make sure it can withstand cold, cold climates without freezing. So that needs to be done. Tire pressure, that's a major thing because that fluctuates up and down during the cold climate. And then motor oil, people think, well, you know what, should I just change my oil Immediately before the winter, you can if you like, but we just say go with the OEM recommendation when it's time to change it. If it's time to change it, change it. If not, you change it in the uh, the OEM recommendation in time on changing the motor oil. So you have standard things you need to look at before it gets cold, especially up in your area. It's just frigid. It's just too cold <laughs> to imagine. So you guys have to look at it, I think, in a whole nother way. Change big snow tires the whole nine yards
0: yeah you're, you're really rubbing it in here so thank
1: you <laughs> i'm sorry
0: <laughs> i'd be doing the same in your position don't worry so michael what, what kind of problems can come up if we're not taking a good look at proper winter maintenance
1: okay you know, now think about it. we'll just go with the simple stuff and then we'll go all the way through take for instance uh, again, we go with the simple. The, the washer fluid. Washer fluid, if that's not proper, it'll freeze. And then next thing you know, you're hitting your button and you have nothing to, to spray on your windshield to help de-ice because a lot of the washer fluids in your colder climates have a de-icer in it to help de-ice the snow, the snow and ice off the windshield. So if you don't have that properly, you're going to be sitting there out there with an ice scraper going inside, getting hot water to pour on a on a cold windshield, which that could cause some issues and and would and crack, cracking the windshield. So you can't do that. So that's an issue. And again, coolant systems, not proper. There you are with antifreeze freezing. And an engine water pump can't circulate antifreeze when it's practically frozen. You're going to somehow cause a crack in the block. A whole lot could happen. So again, If you can do these preventive maintenance, some people just get in the car and just drive around. I can tell you one one thing right now that just happened just in the last day or two. We did get some temperatures that dropped down in our area, but not cold, not like up there. But here in this area during the fall, when you got warm days, hot days, that plays havoc with batteries. Got a neighbor and I could hear them start the car two days ago. And it was very slow. And I said, Oh boy, look like that battery is probably on its way out. Then we get a little colder climate a night before last. Yesterday, went to start the car, nothing but a couple of clicks. I said, You know what? Let me go over because I'm I'm Mr. Handyman when it comes to automotive. I help my neighbors, checked it. I have, a, I have a meter, checked it. Low. I said, What you need to do, we're gonna definitely go over the auto parts store double check. The battery definitely has seen its best day, even though it hadn't done its four years, but it happens at this time of the year. you got to check the water. Some people don't do that, but you can check the water and and add the steel water to it. But again, check the battery, check the the life. Again, it only takes a few minutes to go to a parts store, and those guys can put a meter on less than a minute or two to see if it has proper current. So that's one thing that needs to be checked at a shop, at, at an automotive shop like that we're talking about. So those are some of the main things. Again, check your transmission fluid. If it has a dipstick, most of them now don't. So you usually have to have it done at a dealership electronically because that's the way things are getting to the place that you may have to go to a dealership and have certain things looked at. But if we can have, have our fluids checked Topped off, make sure everything is prepared before cold winter. I think you would be in good shape by the end of the winter.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned batteries. You mentioned transmissions. Now, up here it is tire change season. You probably remember that from your time on the East Coast. (laughs) Yes. So as a service advisor or as a shop owner, we're going to have tons of customers pumping through the door. Yes. What are some important conversations that our listeners should be having to pass on to the consumer? So,
1: Okay, okay. As a service writer, as as like a service writer or manager, hey, hey, we all know it's wintertime. It's time to come in and you got to be proactive and you don't want to scare them. Some I've, I've, I've been with some people, I've scared the daylights out of the customer, and they say, well, here, here's my wallet. Do everything in the world. <laughs> so, but you do just have to point out, you know it's going to get cold. You know the primary things. We need. We, we need to check the belts because the belts are going to get super cold, and the rubber belts can be a little brittle. you got to eyeball that. Just tell the customer we need to do a thorough check. Check your hoses. We can check your hoses, just kind of look to see if those are not brittle because, again, cold climate plays havoc on parts. Some people think, oh, hot weather, but cold, frigid, cold climate, sub-zero can really do a number. So we can just simply, in layman terms, not over their head, just explain this is what has to be done just to make sure you're not on the side of the highway. So let's do our thorough check. And again, most people on the East Coast when I was growing up at the shops, no problem there. Uh let's just make sure because we really don't want to be want to be out here on the road with a flare trying to flag down, flag down someone. So that's something I would think would be very, very important. Just to alliterate, just you know, not scare them, but explain a little bit what needs to be done. All your belts, your fluids. Make sure every look just just a thorough check. And I think most people understand because they've been they've been in this situation for for many many years. So we just have to mention it to the younger crowd. I noticed the younger crowd just get in a car and keep rolling and don't worry about
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Any kind of discussion nowadays obviously has to take COVID and you know fewer yes. miles driven into account. So because this is probably the first real winter, COVID has been in full effect from the previous year. What are some things that we might have to look out for as we approach yeah. the colder season that we wouldn't have had to in the past?
1: Yes, now think about it. Mo- like myself, I didn't drive my car. I was confined to my home for a year and a half and uh, the car wasn't driven. And I would think up in your colder climates, Here's your car sitting out there and no one's driving that that much. You still have things going on. You, take the instance, if you do start the car with me, I only put what we call maybe 11 kilometers or 11 miles on my car in a year and a half. That's not a good thing. Just 11 miles. So uh, I do know just the conditions in which I drove. And then up there, just a short period of time, you get condensation that's not uh evaporating properly so that's going to get down in your oil and that contaminates the oil and just the oil just sitting there maybe in a garage or somewhere it sweats and we got it we have to change that and some people say well you know I didn't drive it so it's been a year or two I can uh You know, I don't need to worry about we do have to worry about it because there are contaminants in that oil that needs to needs to be changed. So that's one thing I would say, uh, especially after after the pandemic, your car is not going to be in perfect condition. You think it might be, but it needs to be checked out because it's been sitting for a while and not really driven that often. And I have, again, I always throw myself in this situation. I have found that with my situation with with uh, my cars, one of the cars, which I didn't drive that often. I had to put a charger on it just to keep the battery charged because the battery gotten weaker. If you don't start your car from time to time, that battery is going to sit there and it will eventually get weaker and weaker. So I put one of these little chargers just to keep the battery up to around 12 volts because it got weak. It wasn't driven. So again, there's things that has to be looked at after getting out of a a dormant time especially in the the upper winter areas in your area where you got snow, everything needs to be checked. The whole electrical system need to be, and that doesn't take a a few minutes of a technician can hook, hook the beater on and can check alternator battery, the whole charging system to make sure that's, that's flowing fully. And again, we got to get back to rubber components that, that really get brittle in some cases over the winter. So just your standard checking that's not major. You know, some people might think it needs a major, major, whole big job. That No, we're talking your brakes. You can check your brakes. Again, all the fluids, all the rubber components, all of that. That's what's needed during these times and all times.
0: Your uh, description of a car sort of losing power and components, you know, not operating at full capacity kind of reminds me and trying to get off the couch after too long, <laughs> you're, you're really going to charge yourself back up. Yeah,
1: yes, get some get some octane, get some coffee or something like that to get yourself kicking. So uh, yeah, if we look at an automobile, that's pretty much like us. Exactly. And uh, so yeah, next, any any more information you want to give about?
0: Well, i was just going to ask: uh, Is there any more sort of closing thoughts that you might have? <clears throat> any sort of parting advice for our listeners?
1: Okay. Maintaining your vehicle. That's the number one thing I preach about constantly on my technical line. I run into a lot of people who just figure we can just get in our car and we can just drive on. If a little light come on, okay, let's just put a little sticker over it. It'll go off eventually on the dash. Or if I hear some noises, please don't, it's not going to go away. It's going to get worse. And my point port, my, my little pointing story I got, I can tell you, I just got this information just this morning. A dear friend of mine called up and said, Look, I heard noises for the last two weeks. I said, Well, you needed to check. Uh, what? Well, I found out this morning it was brakes and rotors. I said, I'm I kind of think you probably heard the high-pitched sounds. See, yeah, but I turned the I turned the radio up a little bit. I just figured it was just something outside. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so And when you hear things going on, please have it checked out immediately because things in some cases don't get better. It gets worse. So please, when lights come on, when it's time to get certain services done, let's get it done because unfortunately, you're going to pay in the long run if you don't. Let's just try to knock it out as soon as possible if you can.
0: Very well said. Now, Michael, before I let you go, I don't want to keep you all day here.
1: No problem.
0: We have one closing question we ask to all our our guests. Yes. Now, being in this industry, obviously we all love cars. What is your all time favorite vehicle?
1: I'm glad you asked me that because that's my number one question. I've been a car enthusiast, I've had most of the cars I've ever wanted, about 26 of them. But my favorite is a 1974. Pantera. Oh,
0: my goodness. I think I had a poster of that in my room as a kid. Oh, He's
1: a 73 or 74 Pantera. That's the one that has gotten away. Uh, I went to Bear jackson a few weeks ago, and they had one. (laughs) But the prices of things like that now are so through the roof. But that will be my all-time favorite. I got a couple of them. Like I had my 69 Camaro. I had my 911. I had all that. But I still love the fact that that's, uh, you know, you know the look. It's got the 351 Cleveland engine, ZF trans axle, but it's got the Italian body that yeah. is unbelievable. That works today. It works then and it works now. It's a beautiful, if anyone out there get a chance, Google Pantera, 73, 74, it could be a 71. They're the most gorgeous cars, I think. That's my favorite.
0: That's a great answer. All right, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to
1: let you go. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to be back on again. And I may be able to, if I can in the future, have you on Michael's Motor Alley, my podcast, powered by Pennzoil. I think that's the deal we can make right now. Yes, sir. It will be great. Thank Thank you, everyone, for
0: tuning in. This has been another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. This has been another episode of Auto Service World Conversations with your host, Peter Bowler. Thanks for tuning in.
1: We'll see you next time. And thank you, as always, to SiriusXM Canada for being our title sponsor.